This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, here we are. Welcome to the very first episode of Derek Speaks Volumes, a video podcast, a podcast, if you will, that this first one is going to be a bit of an introduction to myself. And from here on out, it's going to be very much monologue Talking about Derek Speaks Volumes is, the concept is about me choosing a thesis to talk about every episode. So however you want to listen to this or watch this, you can hang out and, and watch on YouTube. You can have it on the background when you're doing your shopping on a podcast, but I'll be talking about life, I'll be talking about music, and I'll be talking about things that I find interesting that I want to unpack in different ways. So each episode will have that theme, and then I'll just do what I do, like what you might see on Instagram and TikTok, but in a longer form manner and setting. And I'm really excited to do this because... I've thought about a lot of things which I will get into in this particular episode that I haven't felt comfortable talking about because I didn't really understand where to put it. And now I know where to put it because this is, there's more nuance. There's more information I can fit in and not feel like I have to get it across all at once because you just want to spend this time with me. Thank you. And I can delve into more things. So the format of today's episode is me telling you a little bit about myself, a little bit about my story. This will be episode one, so I think it's good to not launch in with some crazy thesis about music and life and you not know anything more about me because this is and should be a space that feels a little bit more intimate. So we'll do that, tell you about my history, tell you about where my life's at right now, and then I'm going to answer some of your questions which I ask people to ask me on Instagram. So, oh, I'm so excited about the episodes. I have so many episodes that I want to do where I want to talk about my hi-fi setup, some of my favorite artists, some feelings about current artists and their trajectory in life and their relative importance and things like that, that I really want to get across on, not wax, is it, on MP3. So this setting will change a lot of the format will change but thank you for listening pressing play and joining me on this ride so let me introduce myself my name is Derek G you may know me from TikTok as a creator you may know me from Instagram <laughs> which I find funny because people say I love your reels and it's like dude these are like six months old in the TikToks <laughs> but it's a it's the play it's it's a place it's a platform right where else may you know me? Uh, let's start there. So on TikTok is where I've built a profile since the beginning of the year, uh, somewhat accidentally. And this, uh, I guess, relationship that I've built with a fan base is because I've had a uh, lifelong journey of skills and interests that have led me to this moment. And so 
on TikTok, you know me for talking about music, my interest in music recommendations, and also hi-fi. And to split that up, the music recommendations, I don't call myself a curator. I find that word a bit overused. And I am someone that is likes to express his enthusiasm for the music he loves. And so whether it's talking about a new discovery, an old discovery, maybe something I learned that day about music, I tend to do that in a very um, short and uh, fun way that people have resonated with because I have a particular way of delivery, which I've learned that, and perhaps I'll save this for section, but I've learned that I have the ability to communicate my passions about music in a very um, unique way, which I didn't know about. Secondly, I talk about hi-fi, which has been, uh, I never say audiophile because I think that whole culture is pretty horrible. And I think since I was in university, I have been interested in listening to music in a way that I think is of adequate quality, but I do only do that if I can afford to do that. And, you know, I've had cost Porter pros all throughout university and such because they were cheap and they were good. And I'm not thinking about it any more than that. And then I kind of like explored from there. So that's the other side of what I do and how this whole skill set developed is through really being interested in music from a young age and thinking about it a lot. And so much in so much as I would, I learned how to play music as a kid, played piano, played bass, but then it all, you know, one day I'll tell stories about each influential music person in my life, but it's, I had like a particular music teacher that really opened my mind up to bass and double bass because she accompanied me as I played piano. And that was one unlocking. And I had a bass player, a bass teacher that unlocked soul music and Motown and, and that, therefore, all this kind of soul music is very much into, in my DNA now. I, I was raised where my dad listens to a lot of music. Um, and so I was always around listening to music. And so there are pivotal moments in my life that it's like been really enriching, not just like someone that listens to music, but someone that participates in it and then wants to learn more about it and learn about the stories and, and got, gave me a deeper relationship into that world. Yeah, at the same time, I also had uh, a corporate job and at the age of 24, I decided I think I want more than that. And I knew I always wanted to work in the music industry, but I, I don't like the word imposter syndrome, but I didn't really know my place in it because I wasn't like a musician, musician. And I wanted to be a producer, like, like an executive producer. I think I believed that I had a taste and a talent to be able to tell what was good and bad, but I didn't really know what that meant. And so I started a radio show um, that I made for nobody and except for myself. And I put it up on Mixcloud and that's where people started to discover me. And I themed the episodes and I did it every week and it was a grind and that lies. So you have the foundation of like music interest and passion from learning and then this people think I have like an encyclopedic knowledge of music. I don't in so much as like my memory is terrible for that sort of stuff, but I listened to and had to pass a lot of music releases through my head 
on a very regular and weekly basis um, to the point where I had to listen to a lot of albums, pick up my favorite songs, present them in context around other tracks and talk about why I like them. And so I have had, you know, a decade or more of doing that. And so if you have to do that so intensely that you want to have a position on music and you want to present that to the world, you are going to know a lot about what's come out over the last 10 years in a very active way, not in a passive way. So there, how do you know so much about music, Derek? That's kind of how. And so, and then the, the by accident side of things, how I ended up on TikTok is I was a fan like many using TikTok as an app and had no intention or desire to be on there. And then there was this trending sound and I used that because I thought it would work with my La Scala speakers and it did. And then people asked me about it and I started answering questions. So I think why people have been drawn to my personality is because I never planned on or, or had thought that I would be making content. So I just was just following the rope in the dark and just kind of every day trying new things. And then people were like, I like how you talk. I like how you think about music, you know? And I'm like, if I, people ask me oh, what you do, when they say to me, what you do, I want to do the same as well. And cool. Oh, I've got so many music stories. And it's like, I bet you do. But also because I didn't think about my life like that. I just was like doing it because people kept asking me to do more meant that I wasn't like, I'm interesting. I've got stories to tell. I can succeed on here. I was more like, oh yeah, well, how about I talk about this now? Oh yeah, I bet people don't know about that. I bet they didn't know about the James Litherland, James Blake's dad's song. So I'm going to put that up and then those do really well. And so now where am I? I don't know. I'm speaking to some people that might be interested. That's all. Um, I'm not a superstar, but you know, I've amassed a following that I never dreamed of having. So that's kind of cool. Let's talk about personal life, shall we? Because if you join me on my live streams ever on TikTok, people ask me, do you have a girlfriend? You know, what's your personal situation like? Are you dating? And I just skirt over it because my TikTok blew up so quickly that I didn't know how to handle it in terms of like, oh, I want people to know about my life, but I also don't want people to know too much because now like I get some creepy messages sometimes and oh someone's looked into this and that about me and and I didn't feel comfortable with that so I just didn't talk about it but that also felt dishonest not because I need to be honest to the internet but I I don't want to hide like I'm ashamed of parts of my life as well so that's been an interesting experience that so vital stats I'm, I just turned 36 a lot of people think I'm around 27, which is nice. <laughs> uh, but I think I speak a lot older than that. So I'm, I, I just turned 36. I'm married and I was fortunate enough. We were fortunate enough to have welcomed a little child, a little young man into the world uh, in March this year. And um, yeah, I've been married for more than 10 years now. And um is a, the most significant re relationship in my life. And um, I, I love my wife tremendously. And and she has featured in past radio shows, 
will she feature on TikTok? No, because I think TikTok is about get to the point, tell me something and provide me something of interest. So, you know, it's creators that have like wives and stuff and then you're kind of acting content is, that's horrible. So that's not going to happen. My kid is definitely not going to be involved in anything I do um, because I need to protect his privacy and, um, you know, it might come as a shock to some. Some people might not care. But, like, you know, can you imagine, like, you kind of, like, as your your profile's building, you're like, do I talk about this or not? It's, like, it's kind of a bit, like, distressing because you want to keep your life private, but you also, it's it's a big, it's the most important part of my life as well. But it's not the most important part of how you enjoy my content. And that's also cool. So that's my personal life which is very nice to say on in a long form setting and let's also talk about where things are going so you know i think i i've started to carve out this large niche about being someone that cares about every type of music genre out there and wants to spend as much time as possible to explore it enjoy it celebrate it you know, educate myself and educate others and, and ultimately um, put music and uh, storytelling in a place that feels exciting and unique to me and, um, and that you enjoy. And the last 12 months has really flipped the narrative on its head because I have a day job. I work uh, in the creative industries, the music industry, and that was just who I was. I, I didn't post anything on social media now i have you know this platform if you will and i plan on taking advantage of that because it seems that i'm all right at it so where does that lead is something i'm still exploring but obviously i'm getting lots of brand opportunities but they're mostly like gifting there is this you know and if you've made it this far interact with it in some way let me know how how you are and 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 how your journey or whatever and comments and likes and reviews whatever because i'd like to turn what i'm doing into something that i can do more of more regularly and you know that comes with turning it into a career that's the plan uh i talk about myself as a dj um which i will talk about in an episode about my radio past and being on NTS radio, being a resident at Spiritland, and and being a DJ, um, and I'd love to be able to go to back to London, back to New York, and put on some nights and curate that, you know, DJ there and have other people play and things like that. I would like to make more content. I'm obviously launching this, so I have a different outlet to speak to you on a longer form setting, and. I've got big and grand plans, but I think I'm a patient guy and I like to take my time as things evolve and to earn your trust and to deliver things of quality and value. And, you know, that's, a lot of those things come with making sure that I have everything in its right place, you know. So those are a few things about me and I... I, you know, as you start to build a platform, you think, oh, should I be vlogging? Should I be doing all these types of things? And it's like, you know, I, I would love to share parts of my life and experiences with you guys. And when I travel, when I meet people, but 
you know, I'd like to see this as a long game thing and something that I can continue to add value day on day, week on week, and not just do it because you can and should. So please ask me questions. And speaking of questions, let's spend some time with some questions because I was very fortunate to have some questions sent to me that I wanted to talk about. And so this episode will be, I'll do questions like a mailbag type thing every so often, but it's not going to be the main thing. It's going to be mostly talking about music and thoughts and things like that. But questions from Instagram. What's the theme music for this? How's life been is the question. First question, very broad, but I, life has been great. <laughs> Pure and simple. Life has been fantastic. It's, when people ask me this year, show your Spotify wrapped and all that sort of stuff, it's been a down year for listening to music because I've been making stuff for TikTok. <laughs> I've been busier than I ever have been because my, my business and my work has been busier than ever. And then also I've been making, building a following through making viral videos. So, you know, I think I listened to like 25 to 28,000 minutes on Spotify, which is low for me. And I didn't never want it to be that low again, not from a statistical point of view, but because I, when people ask me what my favorite albums are this year, I don't know. I haven't listened to enough music, in my opinion, to to warrant a firm opinion because I've been too busy doing this. But next year, next year will be different. But life is great. I've been doing really well. Thank you for asking. And I think with the birth of my kid and with all that that comes with, all the wonderful things. My health is good. My family's good. Work is good. And uh, bring on 2023. Where does your profile picture come from and why? So as part of working in the creative industries and music, and I collect a lot of images in my Dropbox for you never know what, just when I find them interesting, inspiring, fun. And I think I found that picture of Twitter. I can't credit who took it? I can't credit where it came from. I just like I like that. It's not. I don't save it to share. I save it for myself. But then, when my TikTok started to blow up, I didn't have a profile picture because it was a burner account, and I was looking, and that picture I found really funny. So I put that up there, and now it's like part of my brand, which is like, you one could argue it copyright infringement because some someone photographed it, and it's not of me. So. It's a little dangerous, a little cheeky, but it's freaking funny. So the person in the image is Bam Bam, a K-pop star from GOT7. That's the name of the group. And uh, he's wearing alien glasses. And there's not much more to say about it besides the fact that it's amazing. It feels very me. I think now in, in retrospect... It is the perfect profile picture for me because I'm not someone that has like a HD picture of myself trying to look cool. Uh, it It's music related. It's random. It's fun. It's a bit stupid. And it just makes sense. It's like when you see it, it's like, oh, this guy doesn't take himself too seriously, which sure, I guess, you know, subconsciously, I did think that at the time, but I didn't know that at the time I was just like this is funny let's put it up so that's the story what are your thoughts about separating the artist from the art geez we're getting heavy already 
it's a whole episode that I might get into one day, but I think that with anything in life, it is complicated. And I don't think that it is, it, it, there are, it's, it's a spectrum, just like politics, just like opinions, uh, just like gender. And I, I think that it depends on who they are, what they've done. Honestly, sometimes the cultural significance of, of what they've done as well, uh, as in musically, and I don't think it like Morrissey, for instance, is a piece of shit. But the Smiths <laughs> are one of the greatest, and I'm not gonna not love the Smiths because of Morrissey. There are other people that have done some terrible things in the world, where it's like you do not deserve to be listened to in any way, shape, or form, and you are still like that now, you know. So my answers are never black and white because life is. Never black and white, I think. What are your favorite ways to find new music? So I used to, I still do. I, I've never opened my Discovered Weekly. I've never opened it. I refuse to. And that's like a bit of an asshole thing of me to be arrogant. But like, I don't want an aggregation of what people that listen to similar things as me uh, listen to as defined by a computer. I just don't like it even though I'm sure I would discover good things on there and I would discover my new next favorite artists. I don't, I refuse to open. I don't want to know about it. So my favorite ways are through just listening to like keeping track of what albums come out and listening to those. I just want new releases. It doesn't matter who or what. I think I like playlists from credible sources that I like, like say there's like a warp playlist that they update every week, uh, things like that. Sometimes I like, you know, the best new music I used to, I don't, I listen to anymore. There's a play, be a playlist of like best new music that comes out of South, South Africa every week, like from okay Africa or something. And it's just like, I would never find this music other, other ways besides someone curating it for me. So I like to find, certain places that go like here's the new music in a scene i can't go deep into every single scene and so i'll listen to that type of thing i used to be all about google reader rss feeds uh, and feedly like a blog aggregation and i used to literally have all my favorite blogs and you'd press j which is like next post next post and i would just scan every post that came out in order to see everything that was coming out as much as I possibly could. That's why I got so good at what I was doing in radio because I was able to just download all this information to my head. It's a lot harder these days because like blogs are mostly dead and I'm not on Twitter. Twitter used to be the spot for me. I'd follow, you know, resident advisor, all that sort of stuff. And you just see, you know, Lucy or Sherelle drops a new album and you're like, oh, cool. So I'll put that in my little reminders or whatever and I'll save that and listen to it later. Now it's a lot harder to aggregate the information, I would say. So you've got to choose trusted sources or curators that kind of do the work for you. And I guess I'm part of that as well, a filter. This is why I do radio, right? What music genre are you not yet familiar with? I'm going to say a lot, a lot. I think I have a good understanding of a lot of genres to a 40% deep <laughs> level. So that's a lot. That's quite deep for a lot of people, but that's quite shallow for me. So, you know, I, I haven't made much music about like electronic music. I mean, sorry, I haven't made a lot of TikToks or videos about electronic music. Like 
drum and bass, jungle, dubstep, as much as I like it, because I feel like I'm a bit of an imposter in those spaces because I know it on such a surface level, UK garage and stuff, or garage, you know, no UK garage. I love that. And I have some playlists where I really love the music, but I don't have enough knowledge. And so there's things like that. There's, I would say, you know, yeah, any deep like European techno scene or anything like that. I would say like metal is like a, a category or genre that I have very little relationship with. Like besides like knowing the classics, I don't know them. So whether it's, you know, deep stuff from Metallica onwards or Pantera or, or whatever, don't know. I do like metal, like in terms of like just the 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 crunch of it and the aggression of it. But I think because my my bass player teacher taught me about Motown, I went that way. I didn't go that way, and my disposition is more like light, not dark. So it's like you got to put your eggs somewhere. So I would say, like in terms of rock music, it's more like you know new wave, post punk, uh, psychedelia, you know. Um, blues folk, uh, you know, dad rock, yacht rock. Those, I'm fairly comfortable swimming in those waters. Metal, not so much. Will I ever get around to it in my lifetime? Uh, I hope so, but it's just like it's so deep of a genre and uh, I would, I haven't spent the time with it or surrounded by people that are into it, you know. I love this question. Being an appreciator of things, how do you control how much stuff you accumulate? Such a great question because I talk about products. I talk about speakers. I talk about things I've owned, headphones, and it probably seems like I own a lot of things. And to that, my answer is I don't own a lot of things. A lot of things I have, I've had for 10 plus years. My headphones, I've had for you know, 12 years, and I should replace them. And I think that I, I am an appreciator of things to the point where I will buy it once and then use it until it dies. And I am a, I want a lot of things. I can admit to that. I want, every time the new AirPods Pro come out, I want them because I've never had a pair and I want to try them. Or, you know, just knew anything. I'm a big nerd. I'll watch all the videos about them, but I know I don't need them. And so I'm not going to buy it. And I'd like to think that generally speaking, when I buy products, I buy the best of what I can get with my budget at that time. And then I value it and hold on to it for a long period of time. So if I can buy a nice pair of Bluetooth headphones, I'm going to buy something like the airpods maxes one day say i'm not going to but because i'd want to have the best thing not the, not the most expensive thing but for me i would want those and so i would save up and i would buy them and then i would own them until they break you know so i think i can appreciate things form an opinion about things you know if i see him in store i'll look at them and and and, and appreciate them listen to them and go wow but i think you got to be smart with your money and your time and uh, you know I don't think you get any more satisfaction about having about having all the things so and I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a position where people send me certain things but 
right now where I am, I have said no to most of it because I don't need any more stuff. If people are like, I'd love to send you these headphones. I'm like, someone just sent me that. I don't want another pair unless I can give it away. But it's like, it's I've got nothing to talk about. I just don't want free things. And I know it sounds like I'm humble bragging, but it's something one has to think about as uh, you either, you know, because I don't buy many things and now people want to throw things at me and it doesn't mean that I'm going to take it because my life philosophy is still like it's a way it's wasteful and I have no purpose for it. What's your favorite Australian band is an interesting question. And I don't really have an immediate immediate answer to it. When I first saw this question, I'm going to say the little river band or the sunny boys, just look them up. I don't know if they're my favorite. Uh, that's what came to my head. Does comfortably on camera come naturally or has it been practiced? Your energy is great. Thank you. It for better or for worse is natural because I have never put myself in front of the camera before. I've never desired to be in front of the camera before. I, to my earlier story about jumping into TikTok, perhaps because it just happened by accident. I'm comfortable with it because I've never had to think about doing it. I just did it. So I've, if I had to sit down and be like, right, what's going to be my first TikTok? Where, how am I going to look in front of the camera? I wouldn't do it. So when someone was like, oh, tell me more about your Las Scalas, picked up my phone and I was like, well, it's uh, this and that. And uh, I didn't like that take. Uh, it's about this and that. And, and it has horns and da-da-da-da. And then that was it, you know. So it's natural. But I think I've learned over the years that I'm, I've gotten more confident in myself. Because I remember in, when I worked in my corporate job, I went to presentation. I went to a presentation course because someone was like, Derek, you're too shy. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And they took you to this course and you had to present something in front of strangers and it was horrible. You had to speak for five minutes without, you know, without a script and it was awful. It was full of weirdos like me trying to be confident. And I'll tell you the, the hack. It's not a hack because it takes a decade, but I think why I can sit and talk in front of a camera is because I hosted radio for so long. And so I can just talk about things and I liked, it was quite exhilarating that you, when I did community radio, you pressed live, like you press on air, boom, the mic is on. If you stutter, you stuttered, right? So accepting that you're going to make mistakes is part of the beauty of it and part of the evolution of it. And so I think there's nothing better than going live somewhere where people are watching and listening because it doesn't matter if you screw up, you have to keep going. And that just puts armor on you. And so I've gone from someone who believed they were shy, believed they were unconfident, to being someone that's like, yeah, you want me to public speak? You want me to host something? You want me to be in front of a camera? Let's go. You know, I, I, I'd love to because it's just... It's just another thing for me now, which is so bizarre to think about. And I, it, people say I'm, yeah, I'm very comfortable, very confident. And it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm used to just having to open my mouth and start talking. <laughs> and so here we are.
albums that can, that you'd consider to be in your top 10 that's a bit weird so here's something you need to know about me i'm not a ranker best this best that favorite this favorite that i don't think about like things like that i there's things that i love in a time and place i don't know if i i'd have to seriously sit down for a long time to figure out what my top 10 albums are of all time really I'm going to tell you my most obvious one and I'll have to do a video about it or a podcast about it at some point, my number one album of all time, because it seems very basic on the surface, which is, um, it's not weird at all, but it's weird because I'm trying to, like I represent myself as someone that knows a lot of depth about music and my number one album is literally Rolling Stones, number one album in their top 500 albums of all time. And that came out in like 2019 or something like that, which is Marvin's, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. And it was like, oh, that's basic. It's generic. And I did a podcast recently where I talked about that. And I think people are like, oh, it's like, oh, okay. Like, it's like saying I like pizza and you're like, some, I don't know. That's a bad example. But people want you to have a really like interesting deep answer and my answer is literally one of the unanimously most favorite albums of all time so in that way i think it is weird but the reason is deeper than you think because my this based teacher that i talked about at the beginning of this podcast he taught me about obviously bass playing in motown and and what's going on from motown and I did my whole like high school thesis on the bass player who influenced all the Motown sound and played on that album. And I learned all the bass lines on that album. I'm, I'm really like speeding through this experience. But basically, it doesn't just mean because it's a great album and, and it's significant. Like that album is in my bones, like from the age of 17. I can I can sing every bass line. I can sing every part of it. I know it intimately. And it blew my mind in like five different places. So it's probably not the answer we want to hear. But like it's it's weird because it's generic. But it's the most I could, you know, die happy if I just listened to that album for the rest of my life. Got any hopes and aspirations for the new year? This, I think, is deepening. Deepening what I'm doing. I'd love to travel. I'd love to meet people through what I'm doing on the internet. And I would love to be able to monetize what I'm doing to a point where I can tell you more about my past and my previous career. And it's a long road. But if anything, 2022 show me that I can do it and that you guys believe in me. So that's the aspirations is to be able to afford to do this in a way that I can continue to build and continue to share things with you and yeah do more of it ideally look I'd, I'd like live stream every day if I could I'd make videos every day if I could I can't at the moment favorite music streaming platform Spotify Spotify is the most social social streaming platform was that the question music streaming yeah Apple Music is clunky because it splits up like your personal collection and your streaming collection. And perhaps that's just me because I have lots of MP3s. So most people don't have that problem, but it's really confusing and it's not social. So you can't see, you can't, it's not, you can't like as much as I hate the metrics behind like Spotify and like, oh, who's my, how many monthly listeners does Drake have or whatever. You can see that you can see what the most popular songs are. 
you can see you can share playlists you can collaborate on playlists with friends most people have it so if i've got a playlist i can share it with my friends family whatever and they can listen to it none of the others can do that and i think the others focus on things like curation they focus on things like high res audio but you can't beat everyone having it and being able to share in the experience of music the interface is pretty good it's better than any of the others i downloaded title recently let's try it out and it takes 10 minutes to freaking load a song not 10 minutes but it's like guys what the hell the interface is like looks kind of like spotify on title but then if no one's going to listen to my title playlist you know what i mean so i will always and you'll learn this about me i'll always bias convenience over quality because ultimately faster in, in sharing and the ability to consume things the better imo are you collecting art and also paintings i guess you asked that because i have some in my videos i am but uh i'm humble humble you know man with humble means and so collecting as and as much as i can when i can afford to and art is the ultimate luxury visual art because you're spending anywhere from a couple hundred to thousands and then you got to frame it and you got to have a lot of things checked off in terms of like you own all the things that you kind of need to run your life then you've decorated your house to an adequate standard and then you get art Sure, a lot of people will like frame things and frame posters and stuff like that. But yeah, so I'm on the beginning of my art journey. But you look, have a look in some of my videos. There's some art there, and I'm proud of the collection I've, I've developed all so far. Can you talk about your home listing setup? I'm going to do a whole podcast on that. My Clipsless Scala's my listening room, and what can I tell you in one minute? It's you know, it, it helped create this audience that I have now and and I'm lucky for that. And it was the beginning of many things and it's very special to have a room and a set of speakers that can uh, push air of your favorite sounds in such an uh, enveloping way. So I will do a podcast about it. Don't you worry. Last question. What are your top five tracks in electronic music slash electronica and why? As I said, not a ranker. Don't know, but what came to my head when I first saw this question was Alicia by Mala. I love that song. I love To The Dark by DJ Healer. I think my ears are drawn to like Future Garage and darker, you know, swelling electronic sounds. I think more than anything. I think, you know, in the, in the burial type world. I like things that are moody. I like things that drive in a way that aren't obvious. So that's the circles I swim in, but I definitely don't have a top five. And if you want to ask me questions, yeah, a number from uh, 10 to 1 is going to be <laughs> very hard for me to do. So 40 odd minutes. I'm impressed. So from the next episode onwards, I'll have an idea. I will have a theme and I'm going to explore that theme and perhaps it will be a lot shorter than 40 minutes. But that is the first entry into this, whatever we call this. Thank you for watching. Please leave a comment if you find yourself on a place where you can leave a comment. Otherwise, I look forward to getting sponsors on this one day. I look forward to making the next many videos and, and, and audio podcasts for you, wherever you are. 
And until next time, thanks.